dude, something incredible just happened. <laughs> so I got I got a text from Tim Van Dam. I'm not trying to flex. But <laughs> <laughs> and it said, you know, like in the preview it said one file. I'm like, oh whoa, okay. <laughs> I so I open messages and it's a like a AR file, you know. I forget the, the extension. I forget what it's called. You know what I'm talking about? USDZ. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, interesting. It's like an AR thing because yeah, I've I've tweeted recently about some of those AR scans or whatever. And I know he mm-hmm. just got his iPhone 12. Right. Um, so okay, so he's, now he's playing with, you know lidar 3d scans and so anyway so i I, on messages if you tap on these ar things uh files it automatically pops like the view the camera viewport and then it you know tries to place this thing this this 3d file in ar Mm. and so i was doing that and automatically snapped against the wall and i opened it and it was like a 3d scan of his own office like corner okay and so it was pinned like to my wall so i could it was like i was in his office (laughs) (gasps) weird it was incredible huh let me whoa let me do the same to him let's see if this works and i want to do the same i want to send the same thing to you i don't have a lidar though but but you can still receive mine uh i should okay took the scan now it's processing takes a while actually to get all the textures is that the same app you used the other day to like scan your apartment yeah it's been a hit or miss to find like good apps (laughs) yeah i find i found that funny like you posted that on twitter and a lot of people basically everyone was like whoa this is so cool this is amazing blah blah blah." Mm -hmm. but i also look at this and i'm like this is not really usable for anything (laughs) like this is kind of (laughs) there's sort of this like it's getting closer but it still looks like you know when um, Apple Maps launched and all the buildings looked like destroyed, basically. Like it kind of feels like that, <laughs> uh-huh. but for inside your house. Okay, know. I'm gonna change your mind right now. Okay, let's see. I can see this being very useful for like even uh, real estate agents to like mm. if you could see the actual True. apartment in 3D, um, in AR. I think that even if you don't get a super accurate sharp image uh just having a rough idea of like the space how big something is um and especially especially the big huge elephant in the room like once ar goggles or whatever apple glasses come out then Mm -hmm. like holy shit i could be there you know yeah yeah so i just got your thing (laughs) i mean it's cool but it's nowhere near Usable Wait, but, but put it in, see it in AR. Are you doing that? Like pin it against the back wall. Do that. Mine snapped like with, with a little haptic thing. <laughs> Tim just said, this is wild. Get closer and kind of, I feel like I'm at your, at your desk. But why is the quality so garbage? Like, <laughs> it's just so weird. Like, like so if you're doing the scan you see like in real time you see the like the polygons of mm. things in the, in the textures and like if you get closer to certain things you can like make the polygon smaller so there's more definition and to be honest like you saw me do it, it, it took me like 10 seconds right so could if you took more time to, would you get a better better result i want to say so 
Uh, I, I should actually test it out. But I'm thinking it's to get basic geometry of rooms, not to be, not yeah. to like do an actual perfect scan of something. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, I wonder if I could get cool, 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 cool. Well, Tim said this is wild, so agree to disagree. <laughs> uh hi buddy this is the show we're recording hello it's like weird to restart like we're just starting the episode now <laughs> i'm probably going to include all that right but yeah <laughs> uh i really enjoyed last week's episode it was really fun even yeah editing. same it was it was fun it was uh so uh, again thanks uh, freddie for 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 joining in uh and if you haven't listened to the episode yet go do it talk about adobe and illustrator and stuff it was fun it was nice to talk about something that I'm like not super into mm-hmm. for once, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Anyway, what are we talking about uh, this week? Do we have any follow up? Actually, uh, I don't see any in the notes. <laughs> well, I guess I would just ask you, uh, mm. what are we like a week into using your mm. new phone? Did you notice anything else that like was interesting about it? Well, lidar thing we just talked about. There was like something new I forgot to right. use um i did take more pictures and by the way disclaimer when you talk about the phone it was like i, I had it a couple hours before we recorded not even a full day with it so by more pictures do you mean more than zero <laughs> yes more than zero <laughs> uh i i went outside i went for like some night walks and i took some pictures at night uh again i'm not like a photographer or even like into photography at all really um but i'm getting i'm trying to i'm making an effort to like just know a little bit more like if i if i would say you know in those <laughs> resumes you you have the little like progress bar for each skill mm. <laughs> if photography for me was like you know 10 15 percent because i do think i still have some sensibility like my you know pictures are better than average i would say um but if i would put it at 10 15 i would like to bump that up to like 20 25 Nice. So by no means like a photographer or an expert, but like just improve, be a little bit better. Anyway, so but I, I it was um, it was obviously the the improvement in low light from the regular camera. Uh, so I was able to take some pictures that I like. To be honest, I didn't actually try take the same picture with with uh, an eleven Pro to compare side by side, but it did feel like yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting some detail that I wouldn't that I wouldn't with last year's phone nice but anyway did you end up ordering a magsafe <laughs> not yet uh <laughs> how do i have to order one for you <laughs> to get it delivered <laughs> kevin it's I, like i just why would i do it though i think you should get a magsafe and you should also buy that studio neat like suction dingus okay yes so for people who don't know what you're talking about studio neat they're like, I was going to say friends of podcasts in general. But I don't know. They're, friends of podcasting as a whole. <laughs> yeah. they. I think they like podcasts. Uh, <laughs> I've actually met one of those guys at uh, the talk oh. show thing in San Francisco like years ago. We nice. just were like sitting next to each other and like, hey, like, what's up? Um, and I was like, oh, I work at Shopify. And I was like, oh, we use Shopify for like so many of our things. So nice. like, cool. Um, yeah, but that's about it. I don't really know the guy. Studio Neat is this company by Dan and this other guy. I hope the one you met was Dan. I yeah, I think it was Dan. The guy's name. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dan and this other guy, and they 
they've been like for a long time. I feel like they were one of the first successful Kickstarter projects that I can think of. And so they've been, they've been doing just cool products. Like they had this pencil for the I for iPad, right? Or am I, or is that something else? I think you're thinking of paper 53, 53. I, I thought I was, yeah. that maybe that was thinking, I'll cut this out. So, uh, wait, what kind of products do they had? <laughs> so they've had like a ice, clear ice maker thing where you can get mm-hmm. like a solid cube. They've had, they used to have like basically the old iPhone docks and Apple Watch charger situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I they had a, they had a, a glyph. See, no, I was, I was right. They had, they had a cosmonaut, a stylus for a touchscreen. I, ah. I was right. It's like a big marker type of thing. Um, I yeah, they have this. like small, like wood Apple TV remote stand. Yes, Apple TV remote stand. <laughs> <laughs> they have a glyph, which is like a, just a, like a, a mount tripod mount for the smartphones, mm-hmm. which I have actually. And they even have like this handle, wooden handle. It's just nice. Oh, and the pano book, like a little notebook thing, like made. Not especially for, but like with uh, app designers in mind. They have like little guides to like draw iPhone screens <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> anyway, anyway, they, they made like cool, the cool nerdy stuff. Uh, and so they've announced uh, just this week they, like this new product, which is a, a like a dock slash mount for 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 a MagSafe, the little charger puck. So it's effectively like to transform that puck into like a a base like a wireless charger mm. more conventional wireless charger uh did, okay did you buy one what? why oh right because you don't have max i don't have a phone <laughs> you don't have that phone <laughs> jesus christ i just assumed that you had a new phone sorry um so this like is actually pretty uh, like nice and it's, a, it's it's appealing especially the combo one with the apple watch thing as well so it's like a combo dock mm-hmm. in like a nice wood material and stuff, but it's fifty bucks. I would pay an extra like ten or fifteen bucks for shipping, um, and I would have to actually buy the the MagSafe uh, thing puck, which is another forty bucks. So I would like spend more than a hundred dollars in this dock. That in the end, I wouldn't be able to do anything different except for the fact. Sure, I guess it magnetically aligns. Like it just felt like I'm not gonna spend money on this. Like it's not, it's not worth it. Uh, so I didn't buy it, and I feel like that's why I still haven't bought any MagSafe thing. Like I have no interest in buying a case uh, for the MagSafe thing. It's like sure, I guess I could have that charger, but it's not gonna replace the Qi charger in my in my bedside uh, mm. table. Because like, why would I? You know, like why? Um, and and I only have like another cord here, like in the couch for that emergency, you know, mm-hmm. charging <laughs> thing. And it would be sure it'd be nice because it's magnets, but it would be slower. So you know, it's not it's not a, an obvious win, except for it's nice and it's new, but not worth it. Yeah. All I'm right. Fair adult, enough. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm cool. trying to live vicariously through you, but unfortunately, that's not working. <laughs> We we'll get some when we get some sponsor money. I'll do it for the show. Uh, what about that? <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> we are pros. <laughs> Our first sponsor for this week is Retool. 
If we're being honest, most of us don't love building internal tools. So those are like admin apps, right? Like that you need for uh, customer support, inventory management, just like custom, like back of office kind of stuff. And every single business runs off internal tools like these. But because no one wants to deal with them, uh, they just become like such a headache and they're a pain to build and they're a pain to maintain. And when you think about it, most of these tools are kind of composed of the same building blocks. They're tables, they're dropdowns, they're buttons, they're text inputs. Um, and all of them pretty much all need to connect to a data source along with some code to just like function and like perform the kind of behavior that you want. Well, this is exactly what Retool can help you with. They give you a drag and drop interface so you can build internal app UIs in hours, not days. And you can spend more time building features that your customers will actually see. It also connects to any database or API. So for example, you can pull in data from Postgres by just like writing an SQL query. Uh, you can drag a table onto the canvas. You can also write JavaScript pretty much anywhere inside Retool and manipulate your data in any way that you like. So if you want to give them a try, which I highly recommend, simply go to retool.com slash layout and check them out. Our thanks to Retool for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Actually, I do have some more follow-up kind of <laughs> uh, from a long time ago. Okay. Uh, and where we were talking about cable management and especially like how do I deal with cables with this LG monitor, mm -hmm. which we have the same one. I just sent you uh, uh, two, two images, two photos of... I just worked on that a little bit more today. Um, Ooh, that's nice. Isn't that cool? I'm so proud. <laughs> it's so neat and tidy. <laughs> I'm very impressed. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so what, what kind of gear are you using to make all of that happen? Nothing. Okay, you see those little clips in the cables? Yeah. Right. That came with the monitor, no? Or am I imagining things? I think you're imagining things. <laughs> because I don't have God those. Damn it. So these clips, so it's it's like literally just like a, like a, it's a clip. Mm -hmm. It's like a cable clip. I This came with something. Like I, I never bought these. Like mm. it just came with kind of a cable somewhere. I thought it was a monitor, but it turns out it's not. So I can't remember where I got these. But so I use a, just a couple cables, uh, clips, just to make sure that the cables form like one single <laughs> thicker cable right uh, and then i snake them like around the stem and then behind um and the and then i only use i only use some black tape in the back to just make sure that they're not like dangling uh, oh okay yeah, yeah i see like under the desk and that that's it like that's that is it and also the new addition is if you, if you notice i have a just a hanging uh ssd external ssd mm -hmm. there and so that's my new backup thing. I think we talked, but probably not on the show. But uh, so I just plugged an external SSD to the back of my monitor, so I don't see it. Um, and now every time I, I have my laptop plugged to my monitor, which is like always, uh, it uses that external SSD as a time machine backup. So I have like time machine, quote unquote, like for free, just all the time, uh, and I don't see it or I have to deal with it. Nice, cool. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Good job. We can put the we can put the put the pictures in the photos in the in the show notes. Yeah, my I you don't want to see pictures of my office. <laughs> <laughs>
it's still such a mess. And I got this thing, this sort of tray to organize the cable, and I still haven't like installed it. <laughs> it's just like oh. laying on the floor. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So this is this is very inspiring. I I love that <laughs> I can't see any cables basically uh, in your setup. So this is really the nice. dream. Yeah, this, the this dream. is a dream. Speaking of follow up, um, any update on your chair? Oh yeah, sure. Um, did you hear that? Is that I think the sound is coming that. from? Oh okay, sound is yeah. coming from inside well. the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, update on the chair. So um, I really like it. I really, I really like it. It, you know, uh, my opinion hasn't changed. Like it's. Wait, I can tell if if we talked about the chair. I think the only time we talked on the show was before. I, yeah, was like before. I had purchased the chair, but I didn't have it yet. Right? Correct. Yeah. Cool. So all my uh, expectations, assumptions were proven right. Um, it's not your conventional comfy chair. Uh, I'm not going to be like in this position for six hours uh, straight. Uh, but it is comfortable in a way that like my back doesn't hurt. I I have fun with the chair, and I think it looks dope. Nice. <laughs> uh and i do like like i said i think i mentioned this i like that it's not a conventional looking chair Mm -hmm. i like it it's like you know people ask me about it right and like yeah it's different it's cool right (laughs) so anyway i i would definitely recommend this if you're into you know getting a new chair and if this sound these compromises or trade-offs sound appealing uh go for it very cool well i gotta say one thing that i would do differently though um i think i would get the the one with the leather cushion or you know cover mm. um which i've heard that it's a bit uh stiffer than this one i i i can't even tell like what what's this what the, what's the name of this material it's like not fabric felt, but it, it's some kind of fabric yeah with like some just cushioning um because the problem is like because it is black it's just it's a it's a magnet for like cat hair or like lint or anything mm-hmm. really so I guess if I could go back, I would get the leather uh, finish, which is slightly more expensive, but not that, not by that much. I think right. it's like a hundred bucks. Cool. Okay. See, for someone who didn't have any follow-up items, we did talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> There's always some follow-up. Okay. So we have three items here. And I, I do like to, to tease a little bit just so people know what to expect. Um, should we do? Should we do intros again? Up to you. Is that something? We can do it. I don't know. I think intro. I have no I idea. Mean, <laughs> intros are like the tweet that we do for this episode. It's like, yeah. I think it's nice if we do it, but I also think it's fine when we don't. <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. I think I mean, maybe we could ask people if they like having the, the intro or not. So actually, so right now, we don't know if this episode had an intro or not. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> we don't know if it did cool let us know what you, what you think if you didn't yeah let us also know what you think i i think it, as an editor when i don't have an, uh, an intro it's trickier to know like where to start because it's it's like most likely not when we actually start the recording um and so and it's sometimes i wonder if it's if it's awkward or just not a good experience to hit play on a podcast and then like immediately starts a conversation mm-hmm. with no intro or no like warming up just like how's it going buddy or sometimes we start in the middle of a joke i try not to but right. like sometimes it's funnier um so yeah i i don't know what people prefer and i don't even know what i prefer 
Anywho. I really don't have a lot of thoughts about this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So anyway, we have three items in the show notes. One is copying in design, which I really, really want to get to. And then we have uh, some PS5, like the UI, which was announced a couple weeks ago right now, but we kept pushing it because there's other more important things to talk about. And uh, somehow controversial, but not really, I don't know, the, the redesign, like Google's redesign icons. Uh, they've been around. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I also want to talk to you about all. See, I want to talk to you about all these things. So should we start with this first one? Okay, all right. Let's let's start with this one. Do do you want me to set the stage or, or do you wanna do you wanna like introduce a topic? I can introduce a topic. I feel like I'm gonna have a long monologue <laughs> if you don't stop me. <laughs> so Okay. <laughs> Up to you. I have I have opening statements. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Why don't you intro it and tell me what you thought of it? Okay. And then I can kind of like address <laughs> okay. whichever, in whichever way direction it goes. I think. Can we be vulnerable with each other? Like I, th- sure. I think this 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 topic can get a bit personal. Sure. Um. So back in nine uh, eleven. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! It was actually nine eleven, but I didn't want to go there. Anyway, back in September, <laughs> um, back in September, you <laughs> oh can't get out of this hole. You tweeted, um, and I'm going to quote: "Just played with Stripe's new question mark checkout." And it's pretty remarkable how much of it was heavily inspired slash copied from my work on Shopify checkout. Uh, and there's a thread. There's more tweets to it. So you 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 continue, uh, and you show some examples, and you know. So you 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 lay your case, um, and this triggered an interesting conversation. Like even from your replies, I feel like they're pretty divided on not so much the content, but like the where they were coming from right some people were like uh, they were empathizing with with you, with you some people were like calling you wow like this is not you know whatever i this is the part where i'm going to be vulnerable and uh with you first time i, I read the tweet I, saw, I first saw it i was like oof kevin oh, i don't know not a good look uh to be like i don't know i don't know how to say this like it, it feels like when you call someone out for copying your work, it I know the feeling, like I felt it, and I feel like still it's not. I feel pressure for not saying like it's not. It's like it's you know how it's not cool to talk about your salary, which I hope we kind of break down that 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 you know that that idea and that that thing. Uh, so I feel like this is will probably I will put it in, in that same thing of where like this is something that i wouldn't feel comfortable talking and i don't like it makes me feel weird when i see people talking about it at the same time after like further processing (laughs) i feel like no yeah no we should talk about it because it's because it's a thing that uh some people you know a lot of people feel like and maybe i'm getting ahead of myself (laughs) because uh this is the whole conversation i want to talk about um do you want me do you want (laughs) to Do you want to take over at some point? Sure. Yeah. Not really. Um, So, okay. So one thing that's interesting is like, (sighs) it's like, 
what went through my head at the moment of tweeting this like i don't know it just happened it just came out <laughs> you mm-hmm. know this it's hard like you know looking back this was a few months ago i don't know i just felt like it on the moment and um it's always interesting when you tweet this i mean you read one tweet but this i like i really want to highlight that this was a series of tweet and mm-hmm. i actually feel like the least interesting part was that first tweet <laughs> um and so I was, I was i was trying to talk about um just this idea of like copying and design and use this as sort of like an entry point to it and it's it was interesting for me to see the reaction because i got people who were like heck yeah fuck stripe and i got people who, that were like well, how do you know that this is copying? And then I had people that were like, but shouldn't you, like, yeah, obviously it's copying, but shouldn't you be happy about it? Like, <laughs> I had people that were like, happy for me, angry about me, like, people that agreed with me, but didn't agree with what they felt like I was feeling. And it's just like, just, it's interesting to see, like, a lot of people's replies said more about them than it did about me in my opinion that it was like oh like that's interesting like that that this is how you perceive it because it was so different from different people now if i had to do this again i would probably do it a little bit differently like i feel like i've learned a couple things in this series of tweets um and i think the first one is how copying as like a as a word as an idea has a very bad rap like people everyone like gets so tense as soon as you get anywhere near this word um this is probably a terrible analogy so i don't know maybe we should cut this out but like in a way again please like rafa feel free to edit this out if this is terrible but I feel like this is a similar thing, like on a different level, on a different level, but it's a similar thing as when people talk about like something is racist. That it's like that the word is worse to a lot of people than the actual thing that it's describing. (laughs) That like, that saying something is copied is like, oh my goodness, this like implies like such an intense meaning versus like in one way that I maybe want to try to reframe this conversation is more around importing ideas that already exist from somewhere else, right? Like that there's this thing where when you say copying, everyone like gets their walls up, but it feels like if you just like change the wording a little bit like everyone gets all of a sudden like everyone gets more comfortable yeah can, can i try to deconstruct that a little bit yeah because yeah if you if you swapped copying copied to like remixed or inspired or whatever like then it's which really i had funny. inspired and, in the main tweet but i also had copied uh, as well said inspired slash copy you know copy is there you know <laughs> but yeah so i feel like the copying is such a trigger word because it implies and probably like 
not in an accurate way, maybe it implies by accident, but I feel like a lot of people take that word and, and read it as in you are removing the effort and the value and the work from people who did it because they copy it, right? Like the person, the author who was copied from, like they went through the the hard work and the actual merit of coming up with something and then someone else just like, you know, copies it which is like a cheap way and i and i feel like it's very interesting this particular case like your tweet and your example in the 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 party involved in here which is like you shopify and stripe i feel like i personally like saw myself in everyone's shoes like i could see myself creating something and you know uh, you know being being involved in in work that then other you know like similarly because it's not like the david and goliath thing right it's like they're shopify and and stripe they're like two big companies uh like roughly the same you know same scale of work and so it felt like um i could see myself being someone who makes the work and then have another company riff off on it copying from it i'm I'm not gonna try away from the word but i could also see myself being like on stripes thing and where they go through uh you know, a lot of work and a lot of exploration, a lot of testing, and they arrive at like the same solution, and then being called out as like you copied from me. Like I could, I I could see myself in both ends and feeling both ends of that spectrum, and that's why I was so conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and like also one thing that's like always hard to communicate in a tweet, which is why Twitter and always ends up being like a bad medium to talk about nuanced topics, is that mm-hmm. it's hard to get that sense like i got a feeling from other people that they thought i was like they applied a feeling to me that i did not feel like i like i i mean i wrote it in in a a tweet but i'll say this again i don't i could not care less about this like this whatever they do has zero impact on my life like none right i'm paid just as much like they're not stealing money from me they're like they can do whatever they want like i i literally do not care my name is not written on the shopify checkout either like it's there's literally no bad feelings on my part on them doing this i don't care like go ahead like go and do it and many many people have copied my work like over the years a whole lot and a lot of them have done worse like uh, go to logitech's checkout (laughs) they're not using shopify (laughs) it's basically like a literal copy of of everything on our checkout um there's i've designed these um uh, these gift card illustrations when like years and years ago when i was working on a gift cards project for shopify and um you know i designed them for the use in the context of shopify for online stores and then like years later i walk in a store and there's this giant like i swear to god like this giant like 3d printed or not 3d printed but like in 3d like gift card and it's my gift card and you know why i know this because the loop were perfectly round Okay, and the reason why these loops were perfectly round was I was not good at drawing illustrations and I was not good at drawing icons. And so I made the loops perfectly round, which makes no 
little sense <laughs> when you actually know what you're doing. And they use my exact card. How did it get there? I don't know. <laughs> this is just funny. Um, so, like, personally, like, and also this is something that I also maybe realized is I don't care about copying. Like, that's not something that keeps me up at night personally. And then I saw that for some other people it was so much more of like a, I don't know, like controversial topic. Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, it's like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Like, that's something that literally happens every single day. Um, well, but I have to say, you had to care somehow. If you literally, like, didn't care that they did this, you wouldn't tweet about it. Well, okay, let's, let's get to that. So uh, there's a couple, like... Intro like opening statements, I guess that I wanna <laughs> wanna preface this. Please. So first, yeah. I'm a firm believer that everything is a remix. Like nothing is new, right? Like there's whatever you do, there is always prior art to whatever thing. So no matter what, there's always some level of copying involved. Like ideas don't come out of nowhere. Like we're all building on years and years of foundations of things. And I would argue that as a designer, we're sort of like a combination of everything that we've seen before, right? This is essentially like how like ideas get formed is they generally are a riff off of something else that already exists and if your source of input is varied enough that will make your work more varied because you're mixing a whole bunch of things together which means you'll right. end up with a different like different result two i've copied a lot of th things in my life like as uh, like many people don't talk about this but like i have like that's how you learn right and so When I was getting started in design, I remember, like, I had made a website that was, like, literally a, like, a copy of Jason Santa Maria's website because this was the coolest website I'd ever seen. And I, you know, started branching out from there. And that's cool. And if you're starting out, copying other designs is a great way to notice What, why are they successful? What are they doing that is working, that is not working? How are they using color? How are they using typography? It's a tool to practice as a designer. So personally, like, I'm not, like, throwing stones at people here for doing this thing and, like, hey, I'm this perfect person who's never copied a, a thing in my life. No, of course not. Like, I've done it all. Like, I've done it, you know, very frequently. Um Obviously, this is more of a thing when you get started than the the you know longer you go in your career. But I still recognize this idea that like you know we all take ideas from other places, and that's fine. And I think we need to destigmatize this idea because, in my opinion, like even on other products that we've worked on, like imagine you're working on on this product. And your competitor has this amazing idea, right? Like, genius, makes sense, it's like, really great idea. Like, wouldn't it be dumb to not also do it just because they've done it yeah. first? 
Yeah, you're not making your product, your web, whatever you're building, better out of out of what? Not spite, but pride. Yeah, like who who is this helping that you're not recognizing? Hey, this is a better idea. Let's go for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like to me, you have to come to this conclusion that if someone has a good idea that is better than any of the ones you can come up with, like that, the smart move is to take that idea and roll with it, right? So I think in many ways, it is it is a smart move to go and take the ideas that work and like bring them into what you're doing. Do you have to literally like copy everything as is? No, not necessarily, but like being able to recognize what ideas are good, I think is fine and you know, taking something that someone has done before is also fine and just part of the process. For me, like what I always tell people is like, don't be unique, be the best. <laughs> so if the best has already been done before, then do that because that's the best. That's the best thing. Like that's what we want. And I think it's also, I feel like it's something that Johnny Ive was talking about maybe or something like that. Like that they don't try to do new they try to do better. And so that's why you end up with like an iPhone 12 that's like essentially like stuff you've seen before. Why? Because they're not trying to make it look new. They're just trying to see like, okay, what are some some of the things that we can do to improve this design? And sometimes there's only like little small changes that you can do to try to improve that design. So in that same way, I think we should all aim for the best outcome possible and we shouldn't try to limit ourselves because someone's done something before so far so good yes <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of like laying this foundation because i want to mm-hmm. try it's sort of like learnings from hey tweets get m- misinterpreted all the time so i'm trying to like layer on this foundation of like my kind of thinking about these things uh, which brings me to why did I even tweet about this, right? Because, I mean, honestly, you could say this about literally anything you tweet about. <laughs> Why am I tweeting about this? What's the, what's the point of this thing, right? Like, it's like, I don't know, man. Um, but in this case, for me, what was interesting was talking about the idea of like, uh, you know, taking all the points that I just mentioned. If you are going to import some ideas... I think there is a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And I think this is where things get dangerous. And I've seen this also at work with people that I mentor with this idea of like, hey, let's aim for the best, not aim for being unique, right? Um, the, the problem is when you start, again, I'm trying to not use the, the word copy, but when you start importing ideas, the problem with that is if you're if you're doing it without thinking you're not you're, the problem is you're not going to know what from what you're importing what's good about it and what's bad about it and you're going to end up importing ideas that don't really make any sense like you're just going to be blindly copying something that's that's already out there without understanding the thinking that was behind it and so this is why I found this example was 
interesting in the case of Stripe because it's so hard to talk about this in the abstract, but I think it's something that happens like all the time for people in, in companies is like, you'll sometimes take something and it'll be like, it like fits, like it works because it's, you're copying a design that already exists, but like these people don't understand why we did something a certain way. So in this case, I gave the example of the discount thing where they've like used the same idea, um, but in a slightly different context. And the reason why I know this is important from, from us is because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like when you look at their, their design, it like it doesn't make sense to get to that design if you you're not taking it someone else's idea. Yeah, how so? Because for me, I, it doesn't come off as like this is wrong. Right. Well, <laughs> so they have the the fact that they have like the the little like tag thing. That was something uh-huh. we had to add because initially we didn't have that because you wouldn't need it to be sort of like a, a pill tag thing. If you just have one, but in our case, they like they're like pill that kind of like stack because you can have a discount and a gift card, which is a we've done that because our field can let you input a a, a, a discount or a gift card since people mix them up all the time. Uh, we also had to uh, separate in in our case we had to separate the 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 tag from the actual value because sometimes some promotions we we did this design when when we had uh introduced discounts that affected line item uh elements so for example like this discount is only a a discount on socks so you want to show the price reduction on the item itself not at the where you add it that discount and so in their case, in their design, they sort of have this pill and then they have like underneath this like 10% off, which like really doesn't make any sense. Like you'd, you'd group these things together better if like <laughs> if you were doing this from scratch. Um, the placement also of this like made sense for us, but I'm not sure that it makes sense for them. Like there's so many of these little things like how... So we're using these icons, right, for the discount with a little tag. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a novel idea to, to like, suggest that a discount and a tag are a thing. Except that the reason why we had to add it here and we haven't, you know, added icons in other places is because we needed to distinguish the tags from the gift cards. In their case, again, not really the the problem that they have so i just wanted to use this as an example of like hey be careful when you're like trying to import those ideas make sure that you really understand what your use cases are and see if those use cases are the same and like you should import things at a higher level than this like it most of the time it doesn't make sense to import ideas at the uh, the lowest level, which is like the actual UI interface, like you should import the idea at, at like the higher level. Like what what is the higher thinking around this? Um, and I th- I thought this was this was an example where I could talk about like where it hasn't 
it hasn't been done um so like that's why like i don't want to put the focus or the blame or anything like that like on stripe like i don't think that i'm a fan of what stripe is doing generally i you know love a lot of their work i thought this was this was noteworthy not because they necessarily like imported some ideas from other places but because i thought it fell short of the quality bar that they typically hold and i just thought this could serve as like an interesting learning opportunity for all of us to just discuss about like this idea of importing ideas okay well i know you said that those were your opening statements but it also felt like closing statements <laughs> it's hard for me to add on to that <laughs> So again, like no hard feelings. Like if anyone at Stripe is listening to this, love you guys' work. You know, <laughs> I think it's cool. Um, but like, let's let's all contribute to this conversation around importing ideas, and like we need to dis destigmatize it. And I'm more interested in talking about like th does this idea make sense for this use case. And the the way that I can tell that someone's taken an idea from us is because I know that there's no way like you could get to that idea because we've had those same problems and we've only come to this as like after, you know, weeks and weeks of, uh, of trial and error. Um, so, yeah. That's super interesting. I've, I've my relationship with... Like someone copying your work, uh, for me, is something relatively new. Like, you know, before then, there was not a lot of noteworthy things that even people saw to copy from. Uh, and, you know, and at LFI, I, I've seen a lot of stuff that was, like, you know, it, it's hard to deny that it wasn't at least, like, heavily inspired, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, especially if, like, it's in the same field, same, you know, problem space, right? Like, companies and products are very close uh in terms of what they're doing so it just it's hard to like you can't it's hard to believe that like someone else would say like oh i haven't seen that thing before like you know like come on uh but i also truly believe that it's 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 very easy and probable uh to have different people uh with this with a similar problem arrive at very similar solutions um like with the work um doing at Superlist, you know, there's in productivity tools that there's, as you can imagine, a lot of other competitors and a lot of other takes on some of these uh, problems. And even myself coming like from a fresh start, you know, fresh perspective to this problem space, it was fascinating to see me arrive at the same conclusions. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, so you spent a week thinking about how to do this one UI thing and turns out that after a week of work you've done exactly what everyone else did <laughs> congratulations <laughs> um, so it's it's also very interesting to, to see that happen uh, in, in, in someone let's say that well let's say we would ship whatever we just I just mentioned and I can't go into details but like I could see this world in where we, we're by the way, we're going to ship something, and when what we're going to ship, there's a lot of similarities to other products. And I could see a lot of people uh, say with you know with, that they have a strong case to to call me out. Like you clearly 
copied this other thing, which they, it's hard to like disprove their point of view. Like, yeah, I, I guess I would also arrive at that conclusion, but in reality, actually, no, that's not what had happened. Like, maybe subconsciously, um, it's, it's possible, but it's 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 I don't know. It's and I think that because it's it's so hard to prove that someone else copied. Um, maybe that's why I feel so like personally, I feel so uh, like not confident like insecure at, at at making that statement like being mm -hmm. sure that yep like there's no way that you would uh, arrive at that thing so fascinating topic uh, yeah I have to say. it's like i mean normally you know i also don't i, I don't think i would assume <laughs> most things are copied like there's a lot of things where it's like yeah who knows who had like this idea first there are things though that i know it's like you have no idea like this is not the first design or the 10th design iteration like there there's a couple things where um for example the product like in if you have like a, a sidebar and you have like a product image and i don't know if stripe does this or what but i know the logitech one does um what we did on ch on our checkout to save space is we used sort of like the iOS badge idea <laughs> to show the the quantities. Mm -hmm. um, so in the corner, it'll show like one, two or whatever. Um, and I believe we only show it when there's more than one item or something like that. Anyways, um, mm -hmm. and it was to save space. And honestly, it's kind of a wacky, wacky idea. Like I'm not sure I still love it. Uh, but we're literally the only people to do this. Why? Because it's really kind of a weird, like, idea to to do this sort of like notification badge style for quantities. And so when you see this, it's like for sure. Like I like I know for sure they've <laughs> they've gotten this from us. Or like uh, on mobile, like having the sort of like collapsed uh, sort of like order summary where you can show and hide like. Mm -hmm that's like when you see that that's definitely <laughs> shopify inspired um it's i think shopify in your work at checkout it's you're at a level in where anyone any designer coming to that problem space like you know at work they have to design a checkout experience you're gonna look at shopify mm -hmm. uh, actually like i i'm sure i looked at shopify Uh, like at like Netlify for some checkout thing. Yeah, and I expect thing. that. Yeah, because I'm like, all right, I need to design this. Uh, I know a lot of talented designers have been spending years thinking about this space. Uh, let me not go through that journey if I don't have to. Let, let's look at some of the conclusions they've, they've arrived at. And you're right that like I won't have the context. Like I won't know the iterations you went through and what you discarded and what worked and what didn't. Um, but I'll see that at face value. Like I see this as a solution and, and, and like you also said, there's nothing wrong with that kind of. Yeah. Thing. But I do see people sometimes I've even like interviewed people <laughs> that didn't know that I, I worked on checkout and they show me like a checkout that they've designed. That's like ends up being like a pretty close version of, of our checkout. Um, 
And it's funny because oftentimes, like, people copy even the bad ideas. Like, because we know internally, like, we kind of live in the future. <laughs> like, that's the reality of, ever- of everyone. And we're like, oh, my God, this part of the experience is so terrible. And then they just look at us because they assume that we know what we're doing. And they just take that. But <laughs> right. we're like, we don't even like that. Like, why are you even <laughs> copying this? <laughs> right? Um, so there, there's always this element that's kind of interesting like to and and that's why i kind of like i want people to like think for themselves uh on on these things like it's not because shopify does something that it's the right move and it's the best move right and i like because i like like as a designer part of the thing that appeals to me and 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 i have the most fun with is going through the journey and i i remember back uh going back to the design details episode that we were on something like something something buttons or whatever in where the i just remember because that made it to the title but it was me going over like i want to go through the thing of like designing a button like and i'm going to go through everything does it need to be a square at all like does it you know let me go through that even though there's a 99.9 percent chance that i'll arrive at the same conclusion as everyone else (laughs) but i still like to go through the journey uh like we need a, you know, do we need a toggle? Let's go, let's design, what's all the type of toggles we can design or whatever. And there's also something to be said, and this to, to riff around the, like copying the bad ideas. There's something to be said around user expectations in where because someone designed this thing this way, regardless of, of if it's a good or bad design, uh, and again, that can be subjective, but regardless of that, now users expect that. And I've also find myself a lot of times like fighting or challenging some of these user expectations, but it's just, it's hard because we don't live in that world and we're users. Let me, let me pick an example. I really dislike this pattern that the, the thing with Slack of like the switching between workspaces, like that extra sidebar with the mm, icons. Right, right. I don't like this as a pattern. I don't like the where it's at, the placement. Mm-hmm. I don't like just now we have to create another sidebar, another like different background color, another. I hate this, um, but it's everywhere, right? It's everywhere because Slack was, I think regardless if you want to argue if that's a good or bad design, I think Slack was so popular and, and disruptive that you know now users just expect that. And so... <laughs> Uh, I might, I may not be thinking about team switching things, uh, but like, <laughs> it's it's hard to 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 pull away from that because then uh, it's like it's not only enough to come up with a good solution; it has to be like like ten times better. Like you know, we've been talking about like creating a new platform or whatever. Like it has to be ten times better, um, and it's it's hard. So I don't know. I necessarily agree that it has to be 10 times better because the whole 10 times better thing is about switching costs. And so in your context, like your whole product has to be 10 times better, but like specific features depends. But I I do think that this is a good example though to talk about this because it's like, yeah, this like side switching thing is Mm -hmm. very common because of Slack. And so you have additional, like, users presumably already know what this means, right? And they know how to use it. So there's a big advantage on the side of 
just doing that. But but also your use case might be different than Slack's use use case. Like Slack designed it in that way, like in my opinion, because they expect people to switch between teams very often. And so you'll want to have that easy access to you know being able to switch between the different uh, workspaces they can also quickly at a glance show you like how many notifications you've got in what workspace which works in your case if you're designing a to-do list for example i don't know just throwing that out as like an example uh you might not really like need to check on notifications and like maybe your users like in your use case don't really need to spend a lot of time switching. Like maybe you actually want to make that like more more of a focused experience. So when you're in work, you're concentrated in that. And then when you're on the weekends, you don't want to see those like, you know, I have 14 to-do lists for my work, you know, that that I need to do that are waiting for me. You you do want that peace of mind. And so I'm creating this fake scenario here, but like, you have to consider your context and see if that solution is right for you in that context, not just blindly apply it because that's what everyone else is doing. Totally. And and I can't tell if we're talking like hypothetical cases or not, but <laughs> in, well, in my case, no, yeah, we're not doing the same thing as like is, uh, but it's, let's just say that it's, it's hard, even internally, even people in your team, uh, it's hard to ignore these habits or like expectations because if something if someone thinks about you know team related switcher thing they they're looking for it there and then if you do it something different you have to really do it differently and like it has to be apparent why it's there because mm-hmm. it can be or or if like if I wanted to do put anything else in that area in that like rough you know layout then people think that's a team switcher and maybe it's not right <laughs> you know, just, like it, why are two you know stacked icons yep. on the left t- team switchers or you know like <laughs> why did you do this to us but anyway uh th- there was maybe a tangent to your origin- to the no, original but topic, i think but- that like very much falls in line and that's why it's like the the word copying always makes it sound like if you had a side team switcher like would you be copying slack i mean in a way, yeah, like you're importing that same idea, but mm. in in the sense of like I'm gonna cancel you, like you've copied me. It's like no, <laughs> not really, right? So I think it just I don't know. I I guess I've I'm losing hope on normalizing the idea of like copying, and then I have to like <laughs> we have to come up with other words <laughs> because this one this one is gone. <laughs> can't use it anymore <laughs> for what we mean the word is canceled yeah the the word that word has been canceled and so we need to use some other things but at the end of the day it ends up being kind of the same idea just make sure that if you pick another word don't copy the word <laughs> so yeah i don't know it, it's like think i want people to feel comfortable also like challenging stakeholders mm. Right, because that's the other element in this where I'm sure for a lot of people it's like, well, the boss says we must have the you know slack switcher, and so let's go and like copy it, and then they just like try to do it as close as possible when that doesn't necessarily always make sense, so 
Like, I think it's good to do a lot of thinking about like, hey, what's similar about our situation and what is different about our situation and how does that affect the design? Uh, I almost forget to bring this, but I wanted to, you know, preparing for the show, like we prepare, uh, thinking about this topic beforehand. Um, I think, actually, let me let me try a different approach. If if you remove uh, the stigma of copying, like let's say let's let's imagine this universe in where copying is not seen as something negative, mm-hmm. and if you remove pride and this 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 thing of like being original and being the first, also as something inherently good mm-hmm. and something you should strive in, you know, for. Let's imagine in this scenario, everything that like facebook is doing <laughs> all the copying that facebook does around other products and other competitors like you know stories with snapchat um the live thing from periscope and whatever and just like all of this i think instagram is doing a lot of arguably like shameful copying right what was the last thing they did reels what was that copying from tiktok i've never used reels <laughs> i think there was even something else I forget. Anyway, um, like, is this bad? Inherently bad. Are you asking me or is this you, like a rhetorical question? I, I guess I'm asking because like by all means, like in terms of success, this copying was very successful. You didn't spend, like, let's assume, uh, I think it's a pretty safe assumption, but let's let's assume they, they the, 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 the designers didn't spend as much time, money, you know, effort coming up with these solutions as the original creators i say you know tiktok and the snapchats and whatever um because they were not starting from scratch and so it was cheaper and like i don't think it, it hurt the actual products in terms of like usage money or you know success or even reputation really like designers are uh, like scandalized the, the fact that they just are copying these features uh like they could just change a couple things if they really cared about like being different, they could make it a bit more distinct than from the original. But no, so I don't think anyone. It hasn't hurt Instagram the fact that stories are pretty much a copy from Snapchat. I think on the on the opposite, actually, like it it helped them a lot. It's a, it's a way more successful product right yeah, now like, than it was. Remove stories from Instagram today, and like a lot of users would stop using Instagram entirely, right? <laughs> By like, the way, just now the stories thing are bigger. I don't know if you got that. AB oh, I think I did. I was wondering about They're that the other now. day, actually, or like today, or I was like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me because I rarely like use this interface to browse things, but, anyways, um. Okay, wait, going back to this Instagram thing. Is this good or not? So I think in one way, it shows that you can create more value by importing an idea and doing it. And like, I think they've made some small tweaks. And I think these changes have been, like, for me, better. Like, the the way um, I believe, like, they have the sort of, like, side swipe <laughs> where you can mm-hmm. like skip the whole person's story like i don't that was that wasn't in snapchat initially i believe the idea of like swipe up links wasn't in snapchat initially and like please 
correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm trying to remember these like things from from a while back. Um, yeah, remember the, before Instagram, right? Like <laughs> there were a lot of things. There are a lot of like small things I think that they've added that they've sort of like contributed to mm-hmm. this whole like story idea. Um, like that whole like even UI wasn't like that in Snapchat. Like where you have that row at the top. That's now so like iconic in a way of like stories right that like round avatar at the top mm-hmm. um that was new like in when instagram did stories um so it's like in some ways like i think um stories is probably one of the most successful like copies <laughs> in <laughs> history like or in at least in a while like in in modern times um they and I think they did it right. Like they took what was working and they left what wasn't and they combined them with other ideas that they had. And it also extends to Instagram as like a, like the rest of the service actually be, being beneficial to stories because story, since stories goes away, it's helpful to have something that's permanent to be able to like discover other people it like created a slightly more open network it was just it just ended up being like a real success and i think i mean i obviously switched from snapchat and i think a whole heck of a lot of other people did uh as well and so for users it's hard to argue that this was a bad thing (laughs) for facebook it's hard to argue that this was a bad thing um there is one aspect of this that I think is potentially bad. Um, And it almost has nothing to do with copying directly. I think the, the only bad thing that I see is the imbalance of power and money and influence Mm. that like, if winning products were only judged based on their quality, then no problem, you know, there's absolutely no no issue in there because, like, for me, for example, Instagram is a better version of stories than, than Snapchat, and therefore I choose uh, Instagram. Like, cool, easy. But there's other situations, I think, where Facebook's power and its ability to drive attention to something can, like, destroy someone else's product. Like, they can copy an idea of like a small imagine like a someone has this new idea like hey here's this new social network facebook can literally copy it put it in instagram even if it's worse than that idea the facebook version will succeed why Mm -hmm. because they have the world's largest microphone uh and so i think that's the element that's a little bit dangerous i think and maybe touches on some like regulation angles or like how it's like how do you keep like facebook is getting close to a size and i think that's the same can be true for like every big company it's like there's a certain point where companies get to a size where they're too big like they're just they're just too powerful and too big for the general good of society (laughs) um and so this is where there should be some sort of intervention, but like, I mean, I'm sure like all of, all of you have been reading articles like me on, on that stuff. Like 
it's a tough problem. Like you don't want, you don't really want government imposing stupid rules on companies that make it harder to innovate. Because that's the downside. Is like the more rules you have, the harder it gets to innovate. But then, if you have no rules, then it also gets hard to innovate. Because as soon as you do something, then companies like Facebook take it and uh, destroy your idea. So it's kind of like in a perfect world. Yeah, everyone copies and the best, whoever has the best implementation wins. There's also something that um, Ben Thompson was talking about, about how usually when it comes to copying, the initial creator of this idea has an advantage over you because like, you can't launch something at the same time as someone else. So they're first to market. They get to kind of like capture the try to capture the market first and so you have an inherent penalty to copying some someone because you're are you're always going to be one step behind Mm -hmm. and so the system should work itself out but again i'd say that is more true at the like lower level when you get to like facebook apple google levels it's like they have too much power from from other areas that they can crush whoever they want basically so yeah that that's where i think it can be bad nothing to add (laughs) (laughs) all right i feel like we've covered that topic pretty well okay do you want to talk about maybe like one more topic i feel like i want to take the google the google thing because it won't be it won't be a thing after this week okay do you want to well let me try to uh, let me try to sum this up. I would say there are there are topics on layout. Like there are topics that we choose to talk about, and there are topics that like <laughs> we're forced to talk about basically because everyone's talking about this. And so I thought it would be good for us to at least like address it and kind of like give our our take on on this thing, just because it's. It like it keeps coming up like on my on my feed all the time. So Google uh, redesigned the icon slash logo of uh, one two three four five main products. So they they have a new uh, icon for Gmail, a new one for Google Calendar, for Drive, for Docs, and for Meet. Is that right? Like Hangouts, yep. uh, Meet. And so, and now they're all uh, pretty consistent. <laughs> they all follow the same style. So it's all, they all have like the same basic elements. It's all the Google colors um, and with basic like shapes. Um, <laughs> pretty much like just different. So Gmail is now an M comprised of just like all the four different colors. Uh, calendar is like a square, but with 31 in the middle, because, again, that's from the old calendar logo. Drive is just like that triangle thing. Docs is another square. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and me is another square with like a little, like, with a triangle. Mm-hmm. This is very this is <laughs> great description. Pretty much, like, if you squint, they all look the same. They all look absolutely the same. So... These are not like small little products that you change the like the app logo and all of a sudden, you know, no one cares. Like 
these are not just the app logos and all the phones, but they're also the five icon and especially for things like calendar and Gmail. Like that's how most people use these. It's like a tab and they look for the, the Gmail uh, five icon in their tabs. And so people are not happy about this. And I sympathize with these people because these short, I think they're striving for consistency and they're hurting um, like recognizability and basic that's the point of a logo, right? You have to recognize the thing. Um, and yeah, what, what, do you, what do you think of these? Yeah. Um, I kind of don't really have an opinion on these, to be honest, like, which is weird because I put this in the notes. Um, but I, I do think there's interesting elements. So first, it's like they definitely like turn the scale way up on consistency, for these between those icons um and i think that's interesting that's also something i've seen like a lot of designers strive towards like there's this sort of inherent idea i think that a lot of designers have maybe until now that like more consistency is better and is is always better and like for me it's i i try to i say like Make it good first and then try to make it as consistent as possible. But like consistency in and of itself should not be the primary goal of anything. Like consistency is a means to an end, right? Like you want something to be consistent. That's solution. Why? So that it's familiar to people and they know what to expect. Like those should be your goals, but like consistency and like that, like, similarity (laughs) um shouldn't necessarily be the ultimate goal and that applies to icons that applies to interfaces like there are a bunch of times at least in my work like we have great design system on polaris there's a lot of times where we have to say hey polaris cool but we're going to do something different here why because it makes more sense to do something different in this instance and that's that's just the reality and so we it's sort of like the you have to know the rules to know when to break them kind of situation like i think it is good to know that i have a slight different Mm -hmm. opinion here it's not that it shouldn't be the decisive factor like consistency shouldn't dictate how something ultimately ends up like uh but i i do think that it's more important than i think you maybe maybe you think or whatever like i think consistency has brings a lot of important and useful things to a design um like let's say if you have very inconsistent font sizes or font families or whatever like then if something is inconsistent with something else it just it, it draws attention to it and sometimes that's a powerful thing that you can use sometimes it's like in the in the shape of in in the case of like app icons like if something is distinctively different it calls attention to itself right so and that's what the logo should you know call attention well that's its job um so i think consistency is very important but it shouldn't be what dictates if something is good or bad i feel like you should strive to achieve something that is good while maintaining consistency if you can because if it's not then all of a sudden you know like like we mentioned uh, the big sur app icons and you were like if something is on my dock and big sur comes out and it's like not following that same basic uh you know 
uh, app icon uh, shape, like I'm, I'm going to hate it and I'm, it's out. Because that inconsistency breaks something in a way that you, it doesn't let something flow as nice. So anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's more of a, like an aesthetic preference. But I guess like one big regression in, in Big Sur, in my opinion, is like the, all those, um, those icons in when you open like the settings for an app. Like, you know, like they used to be colored icons, like fully mm-hmm. realized like 3D icons. And now they're just these like line icons that have all the same background, all the same color, all the same everything. Like the- There's not just a consistency because the 3D colorful icons were consistent with each other yes. in style and size and whatever. Um, so it was not that one are consistent and one are not, you know. Well, and and that's another point about these icons, I think. It's like the line between unity and uniformity. Um, mm. They don't have to all be literally the same to feel like they're part of the same family. And so I'd argue that the previous Google icons, like they had unity, but they weren't uniform, right? Like they, mm. they felt like they were part of the same family for the most part together. And so there are ways that even if you want like, and I'd argue that you want to create that uh, that sense of unity between those icons, that you can do that without making them so close to one another. And so there's that sort of distinction on, like, how you even approach it. Um, on top of that, like, one thought that I had that occurred to me is, I wonder how brand recognition plays into the design process for these icons. So, like, how important is it that when you see one of those icons that it screams, like, Google at you? That, like, you immediately know, hey, this is, this is the Google one. Like, in this case, I have, to, I have to say, I feel like it, it seems like it's not, it wouldn't be that important to it me. It feels so weird to say that for Google, like, the most recognizable and, like, one of the biggest brands. Like, it, I think that is important, especially if you're, like you're, you're a small brand and you want to like remind people that all of these products or all of these you know features or whatever they're part of the same brand to build up that brand. In this case, like Google is bigger than Gmail and it's bigger than Calendar, and it's I don't think that's that's an issue. So, how important that is? Like it feels weird that Google, one of the most recognizable brands, is putting so much importance in the brand recognition when i don't think it's an issue for them and maybe it is like i don't know i don't have the metrics but like okay uh, so let me take this from a different angle if i were to show you or show a normal person just the calendar icon in this set right and i would ask them tell me what this is they would say this is a calendar and they're like is this is this like a specific company's calendar or is this just like a calendar calendar? Like most people would just be like, well, it's a calendar. Uh, they would look at the, they would look at the Gmail one. Like you show the Gmail one and yeah, some people would just say it's a mail envelope, but most people would tell you, Oh, that's the Gmail one. That's Gmail. Right. Like, and by the way, you're talking about the old ones. Yeah. The old ones, the right, old okay, ones, okay. right? Like where, like, I think the Gmail one was branded. The calendar one wasn't, the drive one maybe a little bit more like so this is just like i i I have a feeling that the bottom row of icons yes they were designed to like look nice as a set 
But I also think a big part of how we ended up here is someone, I'm sure someone somewhere has a slide with here's like the four top calendar apps. Here are the four top mail apps. Here are the four top, right? And if you look at these icons compared to everyone else's icons, you can pick the Google one out of them every single time. Like, no problem. So it seems like they've optimized for brand recognition above the, like, I don't know. Product recognition? Yeah, the individual product recognition. Like, they just, what it seems like the goal behind this redesign is, like, make all these icons, like, very Google-y, right? Like, even the the Gmail one, which already had, like, a a good brand, they, they were, like, yeah, but do people really know that it's Google? Like, <laughs> like, how do we make the Gmail like even more Google? Like, beat it, beat you over the head with the the Googleness of it. Yeah, but you can't have both. I mean, it's hard to get it both ways. And I feel like they these all of these products, like part of this rebrand, was because they're all part of the G Suite thing, and they wanted to make it even more cohesive and like obvious that it's all part of the same G Suite, and also increase the value of the whole suite, right? Like you might be really into Gmail and Calendar, but like you don't use Drive. But like if they all look the same, live in the same place, you know, I think it, it's going to help the overall bundle. Um, but especially because they're part of a suite, like you want people to use all of them. You want people to have a tab with with each of these icons in there. So you have to design with this in mind. And like I, I am, you know, before this, like if we didn't even know that Google was working on you know, redesigning the, the, these icons... I would say that, yeah, I think it would be beneficial for Google to create a more cohesive set of brand elements. Like Google has been, you know, historically, they're always all over the map because, you know, even just like how the, the, the company is structured internally, I think there's like a lot of like different teams are very disconnected in terms of like roadmap and what are, what they're doing. Uh, maybe it's not the case anymore, but that's how it, how it feels from the outside. And so, uh, yes, I would say actually Google, yes, you should – look into and, and maybe uh, redesign some of your brand elements to make it a bit more cohesive with each other. But in this case, it's like the brief was there, but they've just it's just a bad execution on mm-hmm. that because they didn't take into account all of these other contexts and how people are going to use this. And I feel like at no point, like I don't see any attempt to make them distinct to, you know, yeah. from each other, like at, at any point, which is, 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 it's surprising, like that was not something they took into consideration. Yeah, and that's um, the what it seems like to be the missing part of this is like the actual usability of these logos because mm-hmm. these logos don't sit in a museum. <laughs> like these logos have an actual function in helping you click on the thing. Like I see, even just in my own personal browser, I have pinned tabs for Google Calendar and Google Drive. And so I have even just like having to distinguish between those two icons, like it used to be pretty easy because these icons look pretty different. Now is a lot harder to distinguish. So like, I mean, and this is the kind of stuff that you expect Google to do. Like Google is known for like doing the, you know, 30 A-B tests of like the shade of blue. <laughs> um, so you think that Google sort of like tested how these perform in like an actual experience, like as as users, but 
I don't know. Maybe they haven't. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I agree with you. Like, this is where I think these icons perform worse than the old ones in terms of like when I'm actually using them, right? Because I also feel like most people, if you're using Google products, you're using Google products. <laughs> like that there's there's more usage that's like over time versus like for someone who's new. And in a sense, these icons almost optimize for like being new and like telling you like, hey, this is the Google one. Like, but I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like I use all the Google stuff. Like you don't need to tell me this is the Google one. I need to know, is this the calendar one or is the this is the drive or is it the mail one? So yeah, I think that's, that's I, I agree with you on that. Like it, they seem to be... L- less good at their job as not like pieces of small pieces of art but their actual like buttons and (laughs) functions and wayfinding for me to know where to click Um, and then the last one I think that I saw is just sort of a general sense of like designers are ruining everything (laughs) kind of situation about like oh designers blah blah they care about beauty over you know, usability and stuff like that. And it's like, it's always hard to tell with any big corporate redesigns like this, like how much of a say the designers really have in this branding exercise. Like it's one thing that's unfortunate is they leverage the only, like it seems like they boil down Google to one branding element, which is like those like four colors. (laughs) Which I'm not a big fan of to begin with. I guess I feel like yeah, I know where you're going, but yeah, it's like I consider? wish that they would <laughs> refine a little bit more on these elements and like have to rely less on like the obvious thing to make make them feel Google. But yeah, but like who knows, right? Like oftentimes, like this this might not have been like the favorite design option, right? <laughs> um, there could be other motives within the company. So I like I don't think this necessarily like all rests on a designer's shoulder to have created this. And just the last thing I want to add to this, it, it's, it also feels that they're like outdated already. Like the style, it's too flat. And I feel like we were moving away from that, uh, aesthetic and maybe not, but I don't know. I think Google was uh, pretty ahead of uh, the curve with material design. They were really one of the first big companies to adopt a very flat style way back when, um, but this feels like the opposite of that. This feels like they're, I don't know, I feel like we're moving away from this and they're doubling down, investing mm-hmm. again on this this very minimalistic flat style. Anywho, I think we uh, we, we renewed it. our design license, <laughs> design podcast license. license renewed for one, yeah. <laughs> like, so we have to talk <laughs> about one design topic a year. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you in a new year, everyone. <laughs> All right. Should we do recommendations in uh, Yes, let's do show? it. Um, why don't right. you start? Sure. So I'm so happy to finally be able to recommend this app. Um, it's, uh, wait, maybe I did actually recommend it in the past. Who knows anymore? <laughs> this has been way too long. Like at some point we have to reset the recommendations. Yeah. Uh, let's say every two years because otherwise, Jesus, we've been doing this for way too long. Uh, I am finally proud to recommend Clips. The app from Apple on iOS, which is such a, an odd one. Like, isn't it weird yeah. that Apple still does this? 
Because remember when Apple used to do like apps for iOS and put them <laughs> in the store? Um, especially consumer apps. It's so weird. But this is one of them. Like Clips has been around for a couple of years. I'm going to say like three, four, for a while. Uh, and it's an app for you to record and edit like quick videos. Now, the reason why I said like finally now I can recommend it is because uh, famously Clips only recorded uh in a in a square like one to one aspect ratio, which even I think like it came out a couple weeks or like very close to when uh, Instagram adopted stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think as soon as Instagram did that, that square aspect ratio was like out. You're useless. To yeah, because like where I'm gonna, how am I gonna share this content like anywhere? That that's that's bad. I mean, remember when Vine, vines used to be square, mm. right? So I guess square True. was popular at some point. Um, but so now Clips, uh, it was updated uh, yesterday, and now it finally supports other aspect ratios, including just the portrait, you know, or or landscape sixteen by nine. Um, and because the app in itself uh, hasn't changed much in terms of functionality, like it's the same thing. Uh, but it's always been, in my opinion, one of the best like quick video edit apps. And as you might imagine, I tried uh, some. Um, and I also want to give a special shout out to OK Video, which is also a great app. Uh, in a, in a lot of ways, like even better than clips, are like quickly editing a bunch of clips, hmm. um, videos. But the thing that I that clips has a step ahead over OK Video and some other apps is that with clips, it's very easy to go back to a bunch of clips and like edit those, like trim those uh, instead of just adding on top. Uh, this didn't make much sense, but anyway. It's it's a super cool, interesting app to record quick clips, and because Apple, um, it has a couple like exclusive features that you probably won't find in any other app. So, for example, you can use Memoji, right? Like you know the thing with record a video of yourself with the Memoji face. Mm. Um, only on clips you can do that. And if you want to go around, like okay, maybe record the screen when you're in iMessage and try to do something there, but that's always like a hack. It also has like uh live like captions so you can have like an overlay text overlay uh with captions of what you're saying mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive nice so anyway it's a cool app and it finally supports uh other you know like portrait and landscape aspect ratios so. yeah this app really deserves a finally on that one <laughs> finally <laughs> nice looking forward to see all the videos you're going to make with it uh, <laughs> can't wait to see what you're going to do with it uh <laughs> So my recommendation this week is a Netflix show called Dream Home Makeover. Um, this is from Studio McGee slash McGee Co., which like they have Instagram accounts and um, YouTube channel. I followed this YouTube channel like maybe six months back. So I feel like I'm kind of like new to this train. <laughs> and um, it's been super cool to see that they got a Netflix show. Uh, basically, they... It's like a designer and her partner, which is like the CEO of the the company, and uh, they just redesign those homes. They their style is not really my personal style, but very few things appeal to my desire for perfection as much as this woman. <laughs> like there's just <laughs> wow. something that feels so perfect <laughs> about every every aspect of her that is like fascinating for me um the like 
her design style, like the, just the way she like designs these these rooms, just everything's like perfect. Like everything's in its place. Like it's everything looks like a magazine cover. Like it's just crazy. Even if it's a little bit more sort of farmhouse style, which is not quite my style. Um, but yeah, they're just like a great Netflix um, series. I think there's six episodes. You can binge them like very quickly and it's really good. So yeah, recommend it. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. All right, that's it for the show. Thanks so much for listening. You can find show notes about, you know, links to everything we mentioned in our website that's uh, layout.fm um what's the one for this episode slash episode slash 187 yeah or just slash 187 okay got it slash got episode it try, right yeah okay slash episode slash 187 not that it matters you can follow us on twitter at layout.fm i'm at rafa hari kevin is at vernal kick uh we are part of the spec fm network so if you're looking for more stuff to listen to go check them out spec.fm and uh, lastly, our uh, thanks again to our sponsor this week. That's, once again, Retool. Check them out at retool.com slash layout. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.